This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Spooko for life. Peach, you're a lawyer in your outside of podcasting. Does that break IP law in some way? Um, so infringement of copyright, you need to infringe a substantial part. That was the main riff of Bad Boy yes. for Life. So one argument is... It's a three and a half minute song. That was eight seconds of it. How can you say eight seconds of a three and a half minute song is a substantial part? Well, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I can't wait for you to tell this jock lawyer who's. Firstly, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> that's me putting my RM Williams boots that I pretend are business shoes up on the table. Uh, firstly, give your boys men at work a call and your um, and your mates, your kookaburra sits in the old gum tree mates a call. and um, But the leading judgment is now about 80 years old. So you know that, um, I don't know what it's called, that... And that essentially is the, what I call the bad boy for life example that was in the 30s or something that they will go like, it's only eight seconds. And they're like, no, that's the substantial part of the work. Check Peach out on LinkedIn. He is a LinkedIn celebrity with his series, Coffee in a Case Note. Anyway, look, that was the biggest digression ever. Welcome back to Spooko. And Peach, I reckon over the last couple of episodes, yep. I've been going a little bit easy on you. I am feeling very cocky, I must say. I'm down here. We've, heard, we've had Bad Boy for Life. Talk, talked a bit of law. We've got a shout out for Coffee in a Case Note. I'm feeling at home. I'm having a great time. So what I wanted to do... I ain't afraid of no ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, check, mate. Uh, uh, Look, Peach, what I wanted to do, (laughs) what I want to do today is uh, take you down a particularly dark rabbit hole in the horror genre. I'm in a pretty chippy sort of a mood, so I don't know. I, I'm feeling good. I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> how your chippy mood meets a genre called the New French Extremity Movement. It wasn't it wasn't like a group of directors together, but it was like a loosely Ugh. collected group of French films made around the sort of mid-noughties. Uh, well, it's not Suspiria then. Uh, no, it's not Suspiria. Okay, it's worse than Suspiria. And I've oh. already spoiled Suspiria, so we can't go back to Suspiria. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad about that. But this is this is so much worse than Suspiria. This is a film from 2008 uh, called Martyrs. Or Martyrs? 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 Martyrs. Martyrs. Uh, oh. you, hear the, you hear that name, Martyrs. What do you reckon it's oh. about? If it's about stig... Ugh. If it's got stigmata in there, I'm going to fucking freak out. <laughs> I cannot deal with stigmata. 
We are not having a blood stigmata one. I can deal with spooks. I can deal almost with Tony Collette turning into a spider monster and crawling off to raise peon from the dead or whatever it is. <laughs> but I'm going to freak the fart out if it's too bloody. Peach, I think it's funny how you can't deal with visceral, bloody films or suggestions when you're such a grunty, bodily presenter. (laughs) Like, I feel like when I listen to you and when I listen back to the recordings, I'm there in the room with you. I hear you breathing. I hear your oofs. I hear... hear, Like, it's there. Your style of presenting... Visceral. ...is very 3D. Yes. Now, I'm also deathly afraid of blood. (laughs) And this isn't your common um, shags food aversion type fear. Um, this is a genuine inability to process it like a grown up. Now we ha- we have we covered this in the first episode, but let's go. Let's dig a little deeper into mm. this. So when you say you have a fear of blood, what happens when you see blood or you think about blood? Uh, when I think about blood, um, I start to feel a little bit upset in my stomach. Um, and this is the um, vasovagal response. I understand it's the vasovagal nerve where a lot of uh, men my age start to get a bit scared of blood. And a couple of instances spring to mind. One of them, I was um, driving uh, on the freeway listening to a podcast about the Tour de France. This was years ago. And it was about blood doping. And there was an interviewee who was explaining that the most efficient way to blood dope was to donate your own blood about three months previously and then store your own blood for reinsertion into yourself after oh. a hard day's riding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not that, into that either. Oh, that, is, I'm not enjoying oh, that. And they were explaining oh, that at the end of a day's hard riding, it was so refreshing to have some nice, cool blood pumped into you. Okay, so two things. Number one, Peach, I reckon you don't have to keep reinforcing that stereotype that men have to not be afraid of anything. You're allowed to be afraid of blood, number one. And number two, we're going to show you the trailer to Martyrs now, and I don't think this trailer has a lot of blood. You know, I've fainted three times because of blood. Okay, well, today is going to be intense. We just watched... The trailer for 2008's Martyrs, a French film from the new French extreme movement of horror oh. films. Peach, how are you feeling? I'm sort of upset. I, I don't know. I didn't enjoy that. Well, can I can I tell you? Okay. Although when, when the person came to the door and one of the protagonists shoots them and they fly across the room, it was this like moment of levity in this profoundly grim and awful preview. That was super funny. I mean, it's not it's not a movie with heaps of jokes. <laughs> so maybe you've got that wrong. Well, what's you're... it about? Is what it's about. Yeah, tell us what tell us what Martyrs about. Why is it called Martyrs? Right, right, right. What right. was that shotgun girl doing? What's going on? Okay, it's a broadly, um, it's sort of like a man's version of a women's revenge film. It's someone trying to be woke. Um, one of the two female protagonists have been badly wronged. And there is an accidental element to a death of a of a terrible man early on in the film, and 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 that um, terrible man is rightly punished and becomes a martyr to their um, project of killing terrible men. Um, but things go a little bit awry, Shag, when they make their way to 
an abandoned hotel and <laughs> go down to the basement where there is a monster that chains them up. Okay, Pete's perfect, number one. <laughs> you've nailed it. Uh, no, you've probably never been more wrong about a plot. And to be fair, this is a, this is a strange dark idea that will burrow into your subconscious. Oh. The thing about the, th- the reason why I wanted to give these to you today, because I think this is a good way to break down your fears, because I don't know anyone who really enjoys these films. Even I saw this and was yeah, just like, a bit why, like, why like, am I why watching is this? It good? Is this it's, your chili analogy? Like, I, I accept there's something there. For the chi- Let's go to the chili analogy, mm. right? You know how sometimes when you eat a super hot sauce to try it, to be like, let's see if I can do yeah. it, and you eat it and you're like, God, this is awful. It's <laughs> disgusting. I feel ill. Yes. Like I'm sweating. Yes. Uh, I feel like I'm permanently damaging my throat, yes. that sort of thing. This is the equivalent of that. The funny thing is, it's like when you were talking about your your potential plot being it's a it's a woke film. The thing about these French horror films, number one, they are not woke. They are <laughs> the opposite of woke. Uh. And number two, their production values are terrible, which somehow make them even scarier because they feel just a bit realer. Uh. It's that weird uncanny valley where it's like the worse the production values, the more you're like, maybe this is really happening. Whereas, like, if it was, if it looked like the Avengers or an MCU film, you'd be like, okay, well, the CGI is not utterly perfect. So yeah. I can see that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, Pete, so let's get into this, okay? Ugh. Okay. All right. The film was in French. I'm going to read out you the plot synopsis in English, though. So Très bien. sorry for sorry for the purists who would be hoping for me reading this oh, out in French <laughs> and it being subtitles. We just we didn't have time. We, we don't put a lot of work into this podcast. I do. I uh, in fact I can't remember when I saw this film. It would have been years ago. So sometime in or around 2008 or after, I would suspect. Although I can't wait for us to get to the end of this. Anyway, okay, oh, so. In 1971, a young girl, Lucy Jurin, Peach mm-hmm. in French, uh, Jurin, escapes from a disused abattoir where she has what? been, yeah, mm-hmm, where she has been imprisoned and physically abused for more than a year. Oh fuck! Now the perpetrators and their motivations at this point remain a mystery. So Lucy is placed in an orphanage where she is befriended by a young girl named Anna. A-S-S-A-O-U-I? S-O. That sounds about right. Who quickly discovers that Lucy believes that she is constantly being terrorized by a ghoulish creature, a disfigured, emaciated woman. Even so, Anna comforts Lucy every time she has a nightmare. So starts starts terribly, right? Starts with a awful, gruesome premise. Yes. We don't know why she was imprisoned. We don't know what really they did to her. We just know she escaped. She's now haunted by this disfigured ghoul. She's haunted by whatever this thing is. Yeah. But she has a friend in this orphanage. And oh, when the friend's betrayal is really going to fuck me up. All right. Okay. No. All right. So that's 1971. 15 years later, so it's now 1986, uh, Lucy bursts into the home of an apparently normal family, the Belfons. Gabrielle, her husband and their children, Antoine and Marie. And what do you reckon she does? Does she shoot? Does she shoot the husband? Sick. She yeah, kills okay. them all. She kills them all with her shotgun. The, the, the children. She kills them all. Oh, okay. Elsewhere, Anna waits for Lucy. Although Anna knows that Lucy believes the Belfons are the people responsible for her childhood abuse, she is horrified when Lucy tells her that she has killed them. 
Upon arriving at the house, Anna discovers that Gabriel is still alive and tries to help her escape, but Lucy bludgeons Gabriel to death. And it's probably worth pointing out, I'm not, like, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but a big thing about the new French extremity, they don't shy away from showing these things. Oh. The, the camera doesn't pan away to a fireplace. Oh. We, yeah. I'm upset. Yeah, it's a bit upsetting. <laughs> I feel a bit bad about this podcast now. Oh. But also, I need you to confront your fears. Yeah, I need okay. you. To, I need you to stare. Look, if you're listening and not enjoying this, go back to the Freddy <laughs> one, which I suspect is a wild, super fun ride. <laughs> All right. Okay. So after this, Lucy is again attacked by the scarred creature, but Anna. Let only- me say again. Sorry, can I just linger? Yeah. So are we now certain that it's not a made-up nightmare? Like well, it's now. Okay. Pete, you're you're very perceptive. Detective Pete. If you just wait for the next okay, line in the yeah, Wikipedia, yeah. So I wasn't oh, even through sorry. a sentence. No, no, I accept that. And if you remember, like in Wikipedia, a sentence can cover like 10, 15 minutes of a plot, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, cool. So Lucy is again attacked by the scarred creature, but Anna only sees Lucy hurting herself, like in Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club style. <laughs> so maybe it is woke. Oh, David Fincher is fucking not woke. He's like the least woke. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting it's Fred Durst's favourite film. He, oh, of course it the, is. At the height of, like... He loves Donnie being, Darko, he loves The Matrix, he loves Fight Club. No, no, he... No, no, like, uh, look, I mean, I imagine he does love those things because they all existed around the same time. for a dream, yep. But... At the height of people caring about everything Fred Durst did, and I still do, and I follow him on Instagram, and I think he's aged really well. But the one thing he used to say in interviews, and he said this more than once, is that he would watch Fight Club every week because it just inspired him heaps. That's that's how you get in the head of Fred Durst. That's how you know a little bit more about it. Anyway, anyway, so... So, so not David Fincher and Fred Durst, Christ. And spoiler warning for Fight Club, but honestly, don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I remember loving that film, but now... It's kind of like, what's that horrible TV show that was made about Mark Wahlberg's life and all of his Entourage, Entourage. Entourage. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing the first series of that and thinking it was a great show. I remember feeling like I never want (laughs) it to end, that there are new episodes I haven't seen. I was like, this is perfection. And then as it it went along and I read wider about it, I realised it was awful and I hated myself for liking it. I kind of feel the same way about David Finch's Fight Club. Yes, agreed with that qualification. Like, it's the sort of thing you've got to scrub from your mind to be like, man, your godson, Lewis, his favourite song, like, Jackson 5, whatever, like, Jackson 5's greatest hits, he was like, okay, I'm like, no. <laughs> you are not allowed to enjoy those. That's that's another tough question, though, because, I mean... He loves House the- of Cards as well, and I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> you can watch the early seasons of that. <laughs> you can watch the latest seasons yeah. when he's out and she's president. Yeah. All right, okay, so speaking of scrubbing your mind, oh. they realise that uh, Lucy's creature is nothing more than a psychological manifestation of Lucy's guilt for leaving behind another girl who was also tortured with her as a child. Remember how she escaped? Yep, yep, yep. So she left someone behind yep. and she wasn't being attacked by someone or seeing some ghost or something. She was just feeling guilty for escaping. She was having survivor's guilt, basically. Yep, look, classic. That's how survivor's guilt works. I get it. <laughs> anyway, so Lucy, realising that her insanity will never leave her, commits suicide. Guilt, cool. yep. So we're two paragraphs down. How in, are you feeling? In how many? Uh, I think there's four left. That was quite okay. I was sort of Ooh, like, that's a movie. The like, last the last paragraph is one line. 
It's a, you know they Paragraph's all, gonna be good when it's uh, one It turned out it was Dream Warriors <laughs> Freddy style <laughs> Alright okay so the next day Anna still at the family's house Telephones her mother from whom she has been estranged mm-hmm. Their conversation implies that Anna suffered abuse from her parents as a child Again, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, the bing, nuance bing, like, is lost. Yeah, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, suddenly Anna hears some noises and discovers a secret underground chamber in the living room. Imprisoned within is a horribly tortured young woman named Sarah who proves that Lucy was right about the family. Anna helps Sarah escape, but a group of strangers arrive and gun Sarah down. Now, a lot has happened here. But basically... I've lost everyone's name now. Okay, I'm so just completely off the planet. Lucy's the one who escaped and killed herself. Yes. Anna is her friend who tried to help her from the yes, orphanage. and Anna's come home to whose house? No, no. So Anna, this is still at the house. Anna's like... Whose house? Sorry. So the, the, Bel- the house Belfonte's of the family. House. The Belfonte's The Belfonte's. Yep, sick. While she's like dealing with the fact that, you know, like there's a lot going on. Uh, this is this is very typical of these films. She hears noises downstairs. Yeah. Uh, finds Torch. a hidden yep. thing downstairs. Sick. And frees this girl called Sarah, Sick. but before they can get away, some people show up and gun Sarah down. Sarah, yes, okay, but not Anna. No. Okay. Anna gets is that, captured. Is that, is that a choice? Oh, sorry, gets captured. Sorry, Anna sorry, 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 sorry. I have to let you go. And uh, meets their leader, an elderly lady referred to as Mademoiselle, which reminds me a little bit of Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I feel like this couldn't this couldn't be any this couldn't be twelve any. little girls in two straight lines. Now, Peach, in the next couple of sentences, you're about to discover why the film's called Martyrs. What do you think is going on here? Uh, uh, am I able to ask a threshold question? Yes, I don't know what a threshold question is, but yes. so am I, uh, are there witches involved? <laughs> is like is because if. If there are witches, then there's sacrifices to basically pay, mm. basically pay one's back. Is yeah. like, is like, is my, it's a prequel to Hereditary. It's a prequel yes. to Hereditary. Um, Paymon's yeah. doing his darndest. No, 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 I got nothing for you. Okay, so there's They're no magic. The there's what? no, there's no demons. There's no conjuring. This is all just the evil of people, which is often like a thing that happens. It's the spookoest thing of all. Well, it's 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 very typical of this genre. So anyway, she meets Mademoiselle because she's captured. Mademoiselle explains that she belongs to a secret philosophical society seeking to discover the secrets of the afterlife through the creation of what they call martyrs. Their experiments inflict systematic acts of torture upon young women in the belief that their suffering will result in a transcendental insight into the, the world beyond this one. Mademoiselle also believes the world is divided into victims, people who can't hold torture and fall into madness, like Lucy and Sarah, and martyrs, people who accept tortures and transcend. So not only are they trying to find out what happens when you die, they're doing it by... Natural selection. By natural selection, by trying to... by They weed out the victims to find the martyrs who are going to... This is deeply upsetting. It's pretty upsetting. Okay. All right. Are you ready to keep going? I don't know. I know. Like, we, we set up the first four episodes of this podcast being like, it's all going to be fun and games. Peach, this is where it gets serious. What? Like, who's, who's, who's writing this? Who's like, you know what I think's a sick idea? Torturing young girls. You know what's interesting? When you actually start going into the lives of the, like, the artists, they're often quite tortured themselves. I thought this... Why, why, why should this be in the world, you know? Anyway, let's do it. Let's go, let's go. Okay, This so is David Fincher-style disappointment. I think this is a bit worse than David Fincher, <laughs> let's be honest. Anna becomes the group's latest subject. 
After a period of being beaten and degraded, Anna hallucinates uh, again. I like the good thing about this is when you go through a plot like this, you don't have to focus on the beatings and the and degradation. The degrade. it's, it's a sentence, degrade, it yeah. exists, that happened. Ugh. Let's move on. So, Anna, after this happens, she hallucinates a conversation with Lucy and is later told she has progressed further than any other test subject and has reached the final stage. Flatliners style. All right. It's basically flatliners. Sick. It's actually, when you dig, when you go further down into this movie, it's basically flatliners. Sick. All right. I'm back on board. Let's do it. All right. So this is where shit gets fucked up. Sorry, Paige. (laughs) So sorry. I'm really sorry. Ugh. So at this point, and this is like, this is legitimately fucked. And I'm glad I can tell you, because if you're one of those people who've been like kind of keen to see this film, I can tell oh, you what happens and you don't, don't have see to see it. So uh, Anna is flayed alive. Oh, Christ almighty. But she survives the procedure and enters a state that is euphoric and likened to achieving transcendence. Mademoiselle arrives eagerly and uh, is like, what the hell's going on? And we see Anna. Uh, who is just brutally disfigured, whispers something into Mademoiselle's ear. Is that the end of the film? Not the end of the film. Two more paragraphs. All right, let's do it. Mademoiselle that. kills herself and then... Peach, like... Yes! Not right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, Peach, okay. You, are, you are good I'm, at guessing these I'm things. I'm pretty good little spooko right here. All right, okay. So members of the society gather at the house to learn of the insights and are shared with Mademoiselle. And it's it's kind of... This is the thing that makes these films worthwhile because I could do without the grossness of it, Mm -hmm. but that creepy idea of this group and then you watch these people arrive like it's a dinner party. You see all these fancy cars show up to this estate and they all show up and they're dressed really well and they're showing up like it's a nice event, like it's a garden party or something. And there's something about that juxtaposition of, you know, the banality of that scene with the true sort of evil and like sociopathy that's happening behind closed doors <sighs> that kind of makes it, I think, very intriguing and makes it worth watching for that reason. That's me arguing for this film to exist in the world. Like, I'd prefer to watch Batman Begins. That, that sort of... It does a similar job. Okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, so members of society gather to find out what Anna's shared with Mademoiselle. As Mademoiselle and her assistant wait for the other to to arrive, because I was guys torture party, <laughs> who's, who's coming? It's like the Great Gatsby. <laughs> but I mean, the thing, like, what I think is interesting about this is, like, for this society, all this torture happens behind closed doors. It's mm. almost like a scientific experiment. So it's absolutely evil, but they can disassociate themselves from it because they don't see it happening. Mm. They just hear about it and then they Mademoiselle reports on the findings. Classic. And yeah, exactly. So Mademoiselle and her assistant wait for the others to arrive. He asks Mademoiselle if what Anna said to her was clear. Mademoiselle then replies yes and asks him in turn if he could imagine what comes after death. He no. says no. Mademoiselle instructs him to keep doubting before she abruptly produces a handgun and subsequently kills herself. The film ends with a shot of Anna on the table in a catatonic state. That's the end of Martyrs. Well, that stinks. What do you think she meant when she said, keep doubting? I don't care. Fucking Martyrs. Like, so I sat through that to be like, oh, we've got the secret. It's like, it's like reading Ulysses. 
That's what that's like. It's please, like please expand on so this like analogy. So James James Joyce, yeah, you know, this book's ninety seven years old this year, and James Joyce is like, it's a pretty tricky book, and it's annoying to read, and I put heaps of secrets and stuff in there, and you're like, James Joyce, it stinks. It's not fun to read, and if you are trying to deliver a message, making it obtuse or trying to make your audience feel like dumb idiots is not the way to go about it. And if you're making art, then the point is to irritate or upset. Congratulations, but get the fuck off my podcast. All right, Paige. Uh, I think I think we've tried the spiciest pepper. <laughs> I think we'll move on to something fun next. next yes, Freddy. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?